Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army. Your donation helps fight for good throughout your local community. To give through Alexa, donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. San Francisco tech billionaires go to war over homelessness. By Adam Rogers and Natasha Tiku. Proposition C, a bill to fight homelessness with a new business tax, slid into San Francisco's DMs in the middle of the night, politically speaking. What happened was, in December of last year, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee died unexpectedly. Over the next seven months, the city lived through two mayors and a nail-biting election that dragged on for a week after voting. The Coalition for Homelessness took advantage of the chaos by gathering enough signatures to qualify a ballot initiative to tax local businesses and use the money to help the 7,500 people sleeping on the city's streets. Even then, the idea might have remained an underdog, underfunded ballot initiative until Mark Benioff got involved. The founder and co-CEO of Salesforce, San Francisco's largest private employer, main tenant, and naming rights holder of the tallest skyscraper in the city and the adjacent Marquee Transportation Terminal, started dropping millions of dollars in support of Prop C. Benioff called out his fellow billionaires by name on social media and in public appearances, and they responded defensively. Today, you can dimly make out their grappling silhouettes looming kaiju-like over the financial district skyline, where the oligarch's proxy fight over San Francisco's greatest shame now threatens to dispel some of the foundational illusions of the way-new economy. Tax on Gross Receipts First, though, you have to get over the weirdness of a billionaire spending millions to tax billionaires. 
Prop C would tax the gross receipts of businesses with administrative offices in San Francisco and more than $50 million in revenue at a rate ranging from 0.175% to 0.69%. Over $1 billion in gross revenue, it taxes payroll instead at 1.5%. That's confusing. More on the revenue versus payroll thing in a moment. Still, most people don't like to pay taxes, and in this, the rich are even more like you and me than you and me, usually. There's a kind of hypnosis that goes around that businesses should not support taxes, Benioff says. The reality is, unbridled capitalism is not good for anybody, including all the companies benefiting from it. We want society to be successful. We're connected to it, not apart from it. Sounds unobjectionable, right? In fact, no one will go on the record saying, screw homeless people, I don't want to pay any taxes. But several of the city's prominent elected officials, all touting solid liberal credentials, oppose Prop C. They include Mayor London Breed and State Senator Scott Weiner, who has historically supported more resources to attack homelessness and last year sponsored a sweeping bill that would have boosted housing construction in the extraordinarily expensive state. I really struggled with this, Weiner says, but this measure was vetted only within the homeless advocacy community and then placed on the ballot. If we're going to move forward with a tax increase larger than any we've proposed before, this is not the way to do it. Plus, Weiner says, city leadership recognizes the problem. It's hard to miss. San Francisco has turned into a Brechtian horror show where dudes in hoodies wearing tech company emblazoned backpacks ride shared electric scooters past garbage-screwn tent encampments. It's got a real dystopian vibe. But the mayor is on it. They didn't even give our new mayor an opportunity to set an agenda as the leader of our city, Weiner says, claiming Breed is seeking, quote, new aggressive approaches to homelessness. To the extent you're in the market for rationales, that one is viable. It's the one that Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter and the online payments company Square, made too. I want to fix the homelessness problem, Dorsey tweeted October 12th. Mayor Breed was elected to fix this. I trust her. Benioff, who donated several hundred thousand dollars in support of Prop C just a few days earlier, shot back, Which homeless programs in our city are you supporting? Can you tell me what Twitter and Square and you are in for and at what financial levels? Mark, you're distracting, Dorsey replied. I support the mayor and I'm committed to helping her. Overall, Benioff has donated $2.5 million to the Yes side and has been an active campaigner at Wired's 25th anniversary conference in a New York Times op-ed in interviews. He points out that Twitter received a sweetheart tax deal to locate its headquarters downtown and that in his role as a philanthropist, he knows exactly who donates money and who does not. These companies made it in San Francisco on the backs of the people of San Francisco, he says. The companies that have given the least are the ones who are opposing this the most. Unfair burden? So, great! Hot billionaire-on-billionaire action, with city government caught in the middle and thousands of unhoused people in the middle of the middle. Except then Dorsey shifted the narrative a little, saying in a tweet that he was primarily opposed to the way the tax would be levied. 
We are not opposed to a tax increase. We are opposed to a tax increase that results in Square potentially paying twice as much more than Salesforce, which is four times larger than Square, a Square spokesperson says. Jack is focused on working with the mayor to help solve this crisis. He's not running a personal PR campaign. Stripe and Visa, which also contributed to the No on Sea campaign, did not return requests for comment. What Dorsey meant was taxing companies based on gross revenues without regard to profits and expenses was unfair. And that's actually more interesting because it goes to the heart of how Silicon Valley and venture capital-funded technology businesses work. Stripe and Square attract high valuations even as low-margin, high-expense businesses because they have investors willing to float them for long periods of time. Those companies were fine with that business model when it made them richer. Now that that model may hurt them, they say the proposed tax is unfair. If you think of the free market as the crucible in which a company must be forged or melt away, then these companies start to look like they're trying to pull off a Kobayashi Maru to change the conditions of the test so it's possible to win. It's true, as some finance folks argue, that gross revenue is a terrible way to decide what a company's societal vig ought to be. It doesn't take expenses into account, of course, says Brett Truman, an accounting professor at UCLA. And companies that are just starting out, in some cases, they want to boost their revenues because they don't have a lot of profits or have negative profits. They want to show they have potential. San Francisco has an existing gross revenue tax, itself a compromise with the business community that replaced a payroll tax earlier this decade. Wiener was on the city board of supervisors at the time and says officials worked hard to craft a tax based roughly on companies' ability to pay. But he says Prop C would upset that balance by doubling the tax rates. Dorsey's complaints on behalf of financial services startups, so-called fintech companies, are probably based at least in part on the fact that Square argues its gross revenues aren't a good metric for its health because it has to pay service fees to all the pesky credit card companies and banks it works with. Accountants would call those expenses. A battle in Seattle. The tension is evident elsewhere in slightly different form. In May, Seattle's city council voted unanimously to pass a payroll tax that would have cost the city's largest employer, Amazon, $22.5 million a year. Amazon pushed back, threatening to stop construction of a new office building. What we saw happen was a really effective and coordinated campaign to flip the public narrative, says Katie Wilson, who helped lead Housing for All, a coalition supporting the Seattle tax hike. Solving homelessness is not a mystery. A proven model called Housing First, pioneered in Seattle, has shown that challenges like substance abuse or job training are best tackled by giving people a safe and stable place to live. However, Amazon and other opponents successfully tapped into legitimate frustration with the lack of progress on homelessness to shift political debate away from taxes and funding a solution. Instead, opponents blamed Seattle city officials for spending their budget poorly, arguing that the government is taxing you and giving it to some shiftless drug addicts who don't even want to come inside, exploiting economic tensions, much the same way Republicans have exploited the racial divide, Wilson says. Seattle isn't alone here. Cupertino, home of Apple, threatened a payroll tax this past spring. 
By summer, Apple had successfully lobbied to have the tax taken off the table. And in November, voters in Mountain View, home to Google, will have the option of taxing a text giant based on headcount to fund efforts to help the homeless in an area where the rates of youth and family homelessness are rising. Google, which would have to pay an estimated $3.2 million a year, is not opposing Mountain View's proposed tax. In the midst of a national tech backlash, why are the fiercest fights over taxing big tech at the city level? Because there are no other options. It's pretty widely accepted that both Google and Amazon are chronic tax avoiders. It's been well documented that Google has shifted billions of dollars of profits out of developed nations and into tax havens, says Matt Gardner, a senior fellow at the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. That's particularly true in California, where a 1970s-era law called Proposition 13 strictly limits the property taxes on which local governments typically rely. There might be argument for changing or repealing Prop 13, but after 40 years, it's sacrosanct. Those things are less popular with housing-secure homeowners who dominate elections, says Laura Foote, executive director of Yimby Action, a nonprofit that advocates for more housing. Usually, that leaves San Francisco in the uncomfortable position of relying on rich people's philanthropy to solve its biggest problems. That's what makes Benioff's support for Prop C so noteworthy. Sure, he may be supporting a tax that hurts Salesforce less than square, but he's backing a structural solution that would rely on, can you believe it, taxes. And that's what billionaires are really fighting about. Not homelessness, not gross receipts versus profits, but their ability to keep writing their own rules. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 